0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Fire Inspired Young Apostolic Podcast, or FIRE for short. I'm your host, Brother Matt Smith, and uh, we're going to begin our uh, episode for today. Uh, the next several weeks, I want to talk about mountains um, that uh, I know that Many of our youth are going back to school, and they're going to be facing a lot of trials, a lot of mountains that come their way. And so, um, again, the next four episodes, we're going to be talking about mountains, and we're going to be discussing uh, what it is like to conquer something like Mount Everest, and how we can relate to this, uh, to overcoming our spiritual mountains that... uh, we'll either be facing or we are facing in our life. Uh, so, in this episode, we are going to be talking about the preparation and tools required to conquer the biggest things in life. So, uh, second our key verse today is 2 Corinthians 4, 8-9, uh, through 9, and it says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed. But not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. And uh, I know some of you might be wondering, well, why in the world did did Paul put this in there? Why in the world did uh, is this verse even in there? I, it it don't make um, it it don't make sense to me because I'm a, a young person or or perhaps maybe. Um, uh, you've had different verses that you struggled with of why they're there. Um, a Matthew Henry put it this way. He said the apostles during this time were, uh, were great sufferers, yet they met, they were met with wonderful support. Believers may be forsaken of their friends as well as persecuted by their enemies, but their god will never leave them nor forsake them they may be they may there may be fears within as well as fightings without yet we are not destroyed the apostles speak of their sufferings as counterparts or as um co fellowship or or co um or it comes with uh, being a follower of Christ, so they consider their sufferings as um, a part of Christ's sufferings, that people might see the power of Christ's resurrection and of grace in and from them living, For Jesus and the risen Savior. In comparison with them. Other Christians were even at that time. In prosperous circumstances. So let's take a look at our first. um, Step. In taking on our mountains. It's preparation and equipment. In order to take on any adventure. One must first prepare and get their equipment in order you don't just set out to climb a 29,000 and 29,029 feet mountain just one weekend experts say that you should train for a minimum of 12 months before you ever think about as so much as approaching the base camp of mount everest Here's a direct quote from someone that scaled Mount Everest. They said, and I quote, You don't want to step foot on one of the world's deadliest mountains without being in the best shape of your life. When I began to train, I was already a marathon runner. But I still needed to hire a trainer twice a week for a year for squat routines and other almost vomit-inducing exercises. Not in, not included in this estimate is the time that is taken away from other things. You'll be running three to four hours in 90-degree weather or climbing for six to eight hours in extreme conditions to prepare. In the months leading up, I became comfortable with the idea of working out two to three hours a day, end quote. You see, training forever be- became a lifestyle to this person. And so, training for, for our mountains that lie ahead has to become a lifestyle for us. Your workout routine becomes a center of your life. Everything evolves around training. Most of the uh, Mount Everest adventures work out six days a week, leaving one day for rest. For 12 months, you have to do this. If you want to overcome something in your life, you have to start preparing now. Church and things of God have to become the center of our daily routine in weekly as well it is not enough just to put god first on the list and do everything else you have to have everything resolved everything in order and everything else comes after him and is centered around him you have to get used to the idea that it's going to be hard work it takes some time and some dedication There are some things that will have to take a backseat. Some hobbies and things you enjoy are going to have to be sacrificed. If you don't make Jesus Christ the sinner when you're going through your mountains and when you're preparing for them, then you'll never make it out alive if you don't prepare at first. I believe it's time we as young apostolic youth need to make up our minds that we are going to start training like like we are going to climb Mount Everest. It's time we set aside some things and put our eyes to the top of the mountain and say, that's where I am heading. I'm going to do whatever it takes. It's all about preparation and mindset. You get stronger by training. Your stamina gets longer by training. This applies to both physical and spiritual beings. But it's not enough just to train and be prepared. You also have to have the proper tools. When preparing to climb a mountain such as Mount Everest, it is not not enough to be in top physical and mental conditions and shape. But you also have to have the proper equipment. A pair of gloves. Thermal underwear. Aren't going to just cut it. But like a good old snow day. The hunting boots. You pick up on sale. At Bass Pro, uh, the Bass Pro Shop. Won't work. Temperatures. Are reg- regularly between. Negative 4 degrees Fahrenheit. And negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Or even lower. Wind gust. When you're climbing Mount Everest. Can be as high as 150 miles an hour. That's the peak. During certain seasons. The wind can constantly. Be blowing. At 100 miles an hour. So how much equipment do you need? Well again the same climber that. That climbed Mount Everest. Said this in a quote. Gear. Gear. About $10,000 or more. Everest is not a place to to skimp on the grade of your down jacket. Buying a cheaper featherweight on your summit, summit mittens might cost you a hand to frostbite. I never knew gloves could cost $300 or that I would own two pairs of them. The Arcturic hard shell starts at... Six hundred dollars. In down suits, run about a thousand dollars. Before you leave, you you also need to consult a doctor, who prescribe you a chest of medicines, from diamox to anti diarrhea remedies. End quote. And that's just on clothes. That doesn't even count. The ice axe. The cooking equipment. The oxygen bottles. And don't forget the food. Thankfully our spiritual equipment. Does not cost $10,000. But it will cost you. Dedication. Our tools. For our spiritual mountains. That we are climbing. are prayer. Fasting and the word of God. Prayer Simply communication with God. Matthew 26 and 41 puts it this way. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing. But the flesh is weak. Praying constantly will strengthen you. And allow you to fight off the temptations. Romans 12 and 12 puts it this way. Rejoice in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant. In prayer, prayer is always constant, is what Paul is reminding us. This doesn't mean we face that. This doesn't mean that we stay face down on our knees, twenty-four hours every day. Think about how much we communicate in our conversations throughout throughout the day: a few minutes here, a text here, a message here. Then maybe a snap, Snapchat or two conversations never really stop. This is how we have to be with God. It's not enough to set set aside a few minutes during the day to talk to God. We need to be in constant communication with Him. Colossians 4 and 2 says it like this. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Prayer shouldn't. Should not be just Oh, I gotta do this. Here I go again. Prayer should be something that we are happy to do, something that we look forward to. James four and three says, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, or ye ask wrongfully, or in the wrong attitude or wrong desire that ye may consume it upon your lust. It is important that when we when we pray, we pray with the right attitude, the correct one, and that our heart is right. We're not just praying it out of revenge. We're not praying it out of, um, you know, just for me, 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 I, I, I. But His will be done. James 5 and 16 says like this, Confess your sins one to another. Or confess your faults. I'm sorry. One to another, and pray, one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth or reveals much. Prayer is a powerful tool. Miracles happen through prayer. People are healed. Additions broken blessings bestowed because prayer is a direct communication with God. We shouldn't only pray when, when we have a need in our life. This is not how we build a relationship with the Almighty God. Think about it. If your friends only talked to you when they, when they needed something, how would that make you feel? So why do you treat God in the same way? We should pray for wisdom and guidance. In life, changing decisions it is very wise to consult God in prayer before making a big decision that impacts your life greatly. Now our next tool of training spiritually is fasting. People don't usually like to talk about fasting because it requires sacrifice and doing without. Fasting is defined as to to abstain from all. Or some kinds of food or drink. We fast to starve our carnal man. Our body craves food. And when we deprive it of that, it puts us in a different mindset. So let's take a look at what the Bible has to say about fasting. Matthew 9 and 14 Mark 2 and 8 and Luke five thirty three, all say pretty much the same thing it says and then came to him disciples of John saying why do we and the Pharisees fast often but thy disciples fast not so here in this passage we find that fasting was not required of the disciples of Jesus at that time that Jesus was there. But once he went away and was risen, there were times of fasting. So what are some guidelines set forth in the scripture concerning fasting? Well I'm glad you ask. Matthew six, sixteen through eighteen says it like this. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. Or they disfigure their faces. That they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you. They have their reward. But thou. When thou fastest. Anointed thy head. And wash thy face. That thou appear not unto men to fast. But unto thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret. Shall reward thee openly. You see when we fast. We are doing it to get closer to God. Not for others to think hi- highly of us. Or more. Uh, that we're more of this than others. But when when we fast. We shouldn't constantly be talking about how hungry you are. Or acting like it's the end of the world. And you're starving to death. You should go about your business as normal. And fast in private. You can fast Fully to abstain or, or to stay away from food or drink. Deuteronomy 9, 9, 9 and even verse 18 says, 40 days and 40 nights I neither did eat bread nor drink water. Referring to um, Moses. Ezra 10 and 6 puts it like this. Then Ezra did eat no bread nor drink water for he mourned. Esther 4 and 16 puts it like this. The scripture goes. Go gather together all the Jews. And fast ye for me. And neither eat nor drink three days. Nights or day. And these are just portions of the scripture. Um, that I'm reading to you. Uh, why? Because. Because. I'm trying to hit home a point of um, that you can do it. Paul uh, Paul fasted in Acts 99. It said that he neither did eat nor drink for three days. Acts 2733 says, "This day is the fourteenth day." ye have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. So, if they can do it, you can do it. You mean to tell me I have to go 40 days, 3 days? No, fasting can also be partial. Daniel 10 and 3 says, I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh or wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks are were fulfilled much like prayer fasting should be done with the correct attitude it is not that fasting in itself is that spiritual but the reason it is being done makes it spiritual Matthew again Matthew 6 16 through 18 a portion of that scripture said The hypocrites disfigure their face, that they may appear unto men to fast. But Luke 18, 9-14, a portion of that scripture says, The Pharisee stood and prayed thus unto himself, I am not as other men are. Went on to say, I fast twice in the week. You may ask yourself, well, how long should I fast? There are many instances in the Bible, such as one day, three days, seven days, fourteen days twenty one days, even forty days so as long so as you can see, fasting is very important and allows us to grow stronger in our spirit. Fasting is an, is extremely valuable and an important important faucet or important aspect or important piece of equipment of our spiritual life but it it is not an infallible it's not just an automatic means of getting what we want from god because jeremiah 14 12 tells us that that god had gotten to a point where he said that when they fast i will not hear their cry another example is uh second samuel 12 15 through 23 where david had committed a sin in that uh, he had fasted, but David's son died anyways. You see, obedience is always is better than sacrifice, as First First Samuel fifteen twenty two says. So now that we've talked about prayer and fasting, our last tool we'll be talking about today in this episode is reading the Bible. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This verse is put in there because it is important that we not only read our Bibles, but we study it. We apply it. We break it down. You see, our Bibles provide guidance for problems in our life. The Bible teaches us about salvation. The Bible gives us the knowledge needed to grow in Christ. And it gives us, gives us the answers to day-to-day life. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word is literally Jesus Christ. Everything we need to know about Him is right here in The Bible. The Bible is a great and powerful tool, but in order to use it properly, we must train within and become familiar with it. As I begin to close this uh, episode, I want you to think back over the tools that we have discussed here in this episode. And I want you to ask yourself honestly if you had been using the tools to prepare yourself properly. Have you, been, have you been slack on Bible reading? Has it been a while since you fasted a meal? Or perhaps a video game? Or maybe even your favorite candy bar? Have you been praying? And has that prayer been getting shorter or longer? And if you answered yes to any of these, which even even I have had to say yes... You can change that. Make some time in your life to improve these areas. Remember, these Everest climbers don't become skilled just overnight. It takes practice. It takes time. And yes, you ha- sometimes you have to start out slow. So how can, we, how can we use this? Well, we can use it by maybe reading one more chapter a day in your Bible. Or doing five to ten minutes more reading than you did the day before. Or maybe setting aside the video game and praying just a little bit longer. Or perhaps maybe really get down deep and really praying a heartfelt prayer instead of just saying words that just first come to mind. I hope and pray that God would give you the strength. To use these tools. So that you can properly prepare. For the mountains that you are to climb. In the days to come. Or the mountains you're climbing right now. And I hope that this episode has. Helped you and touched you. Greatly. And tune in next episode. As we. As we talk about mountains again but next episode we'll be talking about we'll be talking about our base camp we'll not just be talking about our we'll not just be talking about our Our uh, preparation and equipment, but We'll be talking about our base camp. And then afterward we'll be talking about the climb. And then we'll be talking about the death zone. Or the summit. And so I hope and pray that you are um, blessed by these. And tune in next time for another exciting um, episode. God bless.